The misgivings I had about this house of Thebes when I first arrived have been borne out. It is a difficult house, uneasy at the apex of the power of the 18th dynasty. Its head is already an ailing man, though only thirty-seven. Its heir is a tragically misshapen youth, deformed by who knows what vengeance of ancestors or of Ammon. Its real ruler is an indomitable woman, who yet cannot control her brother Aanin and his priests, nor keep intact without Pharaoh's help a society and an empire which seem to be suffering from a growing internal decay. Order in the land is increasingly challenged by many who escape unpunished. Order in the world tips erratically as Kemet tips. How much longer can it continue thus without true disaster coming upon us? These are our most secret thoughts I do not discuss with Gilukipa, or with Sitamon, nor with Amonhotep, son of Hapu, nor with a counselor Ai, though I know these last two in particular share them fully. They are not the thoughts one dares speak except to one's closest intimate. Fortunately, I have one, and we engage in much thought and discussion as to how Kemet may best be saved. He is my second in command, my friend, my almost brother whose fortune is now committed for life to mine, who will rise or fall with me as Ammon ordains. We are bound together inextricably by our love and respect for one another, but even more by our love and concern for Kemet. Together I think we will save her, working with all others, and I know they are many who feel the same. You will remember the young Theban soldier, scarcely a year younger than I, who stumbled exhausted into the midst of the ceremonies at Karnak on that fateful day to bring word of the death of Tuthmosa V. You will remember I took him to Ayi's house for safekeeping. There we became friends, encouraged by Ayi, who quietly encourages so many things. The counselor perceived in him the same careful, diligent qualities, the same deep love for Kemet, as existed in myself. It was Ayi who saw to it that the young soldier was assigned to me as my principal assistant when I completed my training as scribe and received, also with Ayi's help, my first assignment with the local garrison in Thebes. It was Ayi who suggested to Pharaoh that he keep us together as a team when I moved on to my happy years with the garrison in Memphis, my following assignment in Aswan, and now, in these past three years, my major office as chief scribe of all Pharaoh's armies in Upper Kemet. You and your friend, the counselor said to me once, are two sides of the same coin. Kemet needs you, and you must stay together so that you can help her. So we have, and it is to Ramses alone that I confide these thoughts I have, which today, in spite of the gloomy overcast, while Ra withholds himself and makes us shiver, are somewhat lighter and somewhat brighter than they have been in recent months. For we are two who do not regard with misgivings the rise of Amonhotep IV and Nefertiti. We are among those who, despite his handicaps, regard the crown prince as the great hope for a resurgent empire and a glorious new era of strength and stability for Kemet. Despite his handicaps, or because of them, who is to say exactly? He was such a handsome and well-favored child to begin with. And then the horror descended. There are some, like Gilu Hipa, who say that this has turned him inward, made him dangerous, a potential fanatic who might do harmful things to Kemet. I remember an occasion three years ago when I myself once voiced such fears, yet with them I expressed the qualification that this might not occur were Ammon and the other gods to come to his aid, and to Kemet's. 
Gilukhipa still holds to her original fears, but Ramses and I, watching closely as has everyone around him, have gradually changed our opinion. I am not so worried now, for I think the burden he has to bear, while naturally making him shy and suspicious to some extent of those better favored, has also strengthened his character in ways most subtle and most profound. It has seemed to us that in the past few months, as his father's intention to make him co-regent has become known and published throughout the land, on another of those handsome large stone scarabs Pharaoh is so fond of, and so loves to scatter broadside to his people on major occasions, the effect has been to make the crown prince more steady, more secure, less bothered by his physical deformities, more inclined to embrace necessity as virtue.'